Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What has just really drawn me to it is the idea that you are a part of the investigation. You're actually a part of figuring out this crime. And I think over time, what really drew me to true crime was the fact that most of them actually never get solved. Why do people love to binge on the bloodiest details of the most evil crimes? Why do murderers and killers make such fascinating stories? From Quezon City, I'm Christine Chung. This is Take a Break. Sit back and wind down while we serve you stories on art, music, culture, film, and podcasts. So sino ba ang mahilig sa true crime stories? A study by the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign shows more women than men consume true crime stories. A popular true crime podcast, Wine and Crime, reports that 85% of their audience is female. Another popular true crime podcast, Sword and Scale, reports 70% of their fans are female, ages 25 to 45. Bakit kaya? I think my interest in true crime, specifically in the podcast format, really, I mean, like, what kicked it off was Serial. And I feel like that was the OG of true crime in that format. So I remember when a good friend had recommended it to me. Every truth that was revealed, every evidence that was found, it was riveting. When I sat down and listened to that first episode of Serial, I literally binged through maybe two more. And then I had to stop for a while because it was really heavy and a lot to process. It took me maybe a week or two before getting back on it. But when I finally did, I'm pretty sure I spent the whole day just either sitting down or lying down on a couch listening to it. I literally couldn't do anything at the same time. I was so focused on it. It's just something about listening to a crime unfold or following an investigation versus watching it. It really just takes my breath away. Not in a good way, of course. Historically, society is still sensitive about women dying since we are exposed to more stories of men dying. Men are conditioned to express their aggression more. So this is one way for women to tap into their darker impulses. In a 2010 study on women and true crime, R. Chris Fraley came to a conclusion that women found potential life-saving value in the true crime novels they read. In podcasts, there's My Favorite Murder on Netflix, Making a Murderer. Television has America's Most Wanted. Don't forget, our classic Sokol, which continues to air to this day. Here's Aisha. 
I think what I got used to watching in true crime documentaries was, you know, these videos when they're investigating someone, they have like these cameras set up in the investigation room and they are not close up. They are at a distance where you see all of the people in the room. So what that doesn't capture is the intricacies in their movements and also their voices. They are often muffled when you're listening back to these old tapes. So when you are watching and listening to it at the same time, I just feel like that was what I was used to. And so they often crossed hairs. But then when you're only listening to it, for example, without seeing the person, it doesn't matter if you see them twitch a little when they say a thing. You are only listening to their voice. You are only listening to their confession or their lies. And for me, that's what really draws me in. Even if I'm listening to the detective or the investigation unfold, I just feel like the nuances that you hear in people's voice and the inflections there, they speak volumes compared to watching it on tape. Sometimes, when watching or listening to true crime stories, we forget that these stories really happened. Lives were taken, victims were tortured, and dreams were shattered. Perhaps, to the cynical mind, listening to true crime stories serves as a form of catharsis. But to people who love stories and who love telling them, true crime serves as an important document of its time. I think most times when I listen to true crime podcasts, I look at it and it sort of reflects to me what society looks like at the time or it gives me like a look at society and the narrative during that time. And then it sort of just leaves me just breathless at how someone could have gotten away with it. But in the case of Super Evil and how I felt so strongly and angry about this man who used these reasons as a front just gave me a look at our social justice system. Because more than the crime in itself, there's no way you walk away from this only thinking to yourself, oh my God, that was heinous. Oh my God, he was evil. It makes you ask a lot more questions. It really makes you think. The thing is, I don't think that we should ever take anything against the content. I feel like it's an important piece of history and society that needs to be documented somehow. I think that whether you like it or not, what you can't control are people's intentions. So even if there were no documentaries or even if there were no recollections to teach you how to commit the perfect crime, the thing that will never go away is that person's intention or someone just having that intention to commit a murder. There is something more revealing in the voices of people, and these podcasts are important pieces of history that need to be remembered. Thank you, Raja Aisha. As you know, Inquirer has released a true crime series with Puma Podcast. It's called Super Evil. Season 1 is all about former Kalawan Laguna Mayor Antonio Sanchez and the murders of Eileen Sarmenta and Alan Gomez. Pero kung di ka pa ready makinig sa true crime, that's okay. Here's one podcast to watch out for. On Ikaw na Magaling, our podcast on self-improvement and professional development. We talked to Sheila Tan, isang body language expert, 
and she has useful advice for interviews held over video conferencing as opposed to the traditional face-to-face. I would recommend having eye-to-eye contact pa rin as much as possible. In this Zoom era, yung eye-to-eye contact, sa camera ka nakatingin, hindi sa screen. Kasi pag sa screen ka nakatingin, lumalabas sa iba ka nakatingin. So maintain eye contact is one. And she also tells us to dress appropriately. Let's level up our pambahay naman. And here's another pro tip. Sa actual interview proper, matching is what we call creating of rapport. So, ano ang match ko? Facial expression. So, kung yung kausap ko mukhang seryoso, dapat medyo mukha din akong seryoso. Kung mukhang medyo humorous, medyo light, then I will match that. Tapos, pati paghinga. So, sinasabayan natin yan. For more advice on how to behave during a job interview, subscribe to Ikaw na Magaling on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. That's it for our weekly highlights. I leave you with one unsolicited reminder. Take it easy muna. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.